happy in Central Texas. Thank you, Central National Bank, for what you do. And uh, this is fun to get to visit with Zach Dillon. Zach, it's felt like Zach, old it's home felt week. Like old home week. And uh, this and, is uh, uh, this is uh, kind of fascinating kind of to fascinating watch this whole process to... take place. Zach, I, uh, I mean, getting to see you and and it, even at the uh, the other day at the announcement for Mitch, so many of your teammates, the greats from the past. I talked to Jason Jennings, I talked to Kelly Shopik uh, uh, on the radio recently. I mean, what did it feel like a big family reunion to you? And can you believe? that uh, you're able to go back and now team up with one of your former coaches. Does it feel a little bit surreal to you? All right. Well, here we go. Zach Dillon. Hey, Zach, I was just giving you a big introduction, and then I realized I don't think you could hear me. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm out here in Melissa, Texas, and I don't know what happened to my my service. So, <laughs> But I'm here well, now. My people, Zach, are from Anna, right for, down the street from where you are, and weird things can happen out there. But uh, that, that Melissa used to be, as you well know, a tiny little uh, town of about, I don't know, maybe 1,200 people. And now it's uh, uh, Melissa's a, a pretty big-time program, and I don't know, what are they, Class 4A, 5A? M- Melissa's not the Melissa we remember. No, it's it's certainly not. You know, they've done a bunch out here, uh, you know, and with big PCS facility and the, and the Melissa Zplex. So it's a it's a hotbed for sure uh, for the summer summer circuit um, and and the five tool organizations done a great job with with putting on really good events out here for us to come come watch and watch the good players in our state and and they've done a good job bringing in some quality outsiders as well. Is it kind of an adjustment to uh, be on the other side? I mean, you have now spent the last few years in Katy uh, at just a tremendous select baseball program, 12 baseball, as director of operations. Is it, did, did it feel very, pretty natural? Did you hit the ground running, or was it a little strange to, to kind of flip sides now and, and, uh, and be back in the, in the whole recruiting game? Well, you know, the, the – the great part of all of it is I feel more prepared doing this job now than when I was actually trying to do the job seven, eight years ago. <laughs> um, just having got to see, you know, the transformation of kids from, you know, really the age of 13 all the way through high school and, and getting to know the different um, recruiting philosophies and, and ways other guys go about it and how they go about it and how they approach it. You know, it was really a, a really a interesting six year you know, internship for lack of a better way of saying it, um, of how the thing goes. And, and it's ever changing, um, right now with the transfer portal and, and, you know, all the things that are on the docket with the NCAA and, and conferences and the realignment and everything else going on. So we're having to keep up with a lot, but at the same time, it it really boils down to being able to evaluate, being able to build relationships and identify the, the guys that are the right fit for your program. So, that's where we're at right now, and we're, you know, we're trying to do it for next year's roster, and we're trying to look to the future as well. All right, how how uh, have you been able to to bone up on all the transfer portal? I guess you had to quickly sort of be able to look inside that and monitor that. What's uh what's what's that been like getting up to speed? Because since you were last co- uh, coaching in college, obviously that's become an enormous part of this. And I I don't know, Zach, I mean like. When you look in there, are there, I mean, there are basically like 
hundreds, almost thousands of players that end up in that portal, aren't there? Well, there, there's thousands of players in the portal, um, and, <laughs> and you've got to do a good job of quickly identifying those that, you know, may be a fit or may still a need for you, um, and, and there's a variety of ways to do that now, which is great. You know, um, there's software out there and video out there on almost every player that's played, you know, Division One college baseball that you can go access, and if you can't access it there, you can probably access it on the kids' social media page. So really, it's it's you know, being able to quickly sort and identify the guys that may fill a need for your program. And that's how everybody's using it. I think some are using it, you know, exclusively. I think some are using it better than others. Um, but it, but it is an interesting, it adds an interesting dynamic to recruiting and how you, how you look to the future of your ball club and your team. I do feel there's still, there's still room for, you know, bringing in a group of freshmen every year, that is going to be the backbone of your program and, and create culture with them and create team and an identity that, uh, you know, there's something to that as well. So, you know, the transfer portal can become free agency if we let it. But, I, you know, I think, you know, for right now in our current state, you know, obviously we're, we're really happy it's, it's a part of this deal. But I also feel like we're looking to the future of, of building that team and the culture that, you know, we're able to grow and develop young people um, within our program. Zach Dillon joining us, Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. He's joined Baylor, hitting coach, and, uh, uh, boy, going to be heavily involved in recruiting and running all that. I bet that 12 baseball select program, uh, you're going to hear from every parent in there, Zach, now, right? Every, every... <laughs> Well, you know, the, the challenging part is you've built all these great relationships and and. You know, you've you've been in the fire with all of them and going through this process. And, you know, some of the younger ones, the NCAA doesn't permit, you know, us to, to respond to them now. So so I'm getting all these congratulatory texts and, and a bunch <laughs> of, you know, this is awesome. And, and I'm having to go through the coaches I hired and tell them, hey, I'm not being rude. I just can't respond or I can't get back to them. So, but yeah, we're. You know, the, the good part about the program is, you know, there's a bunch of good people involved in it. I think it's a great place for, for a young player to go play and, and grow as a player in person. I think we've got the right people involved in it. And obviously that benefits, you know, our program as well. So, you know, the, the, the stronger that program continues to be, I think it'll be beneficial not only for our program, but all the programs in our state and really outside of our state. So I think the the better we can do with the kids at the amateur level um, to get them ready to play college baseball right now, you know, that that's a service that, that is desperately needed um, on multiple levels. So, Zach, how do you um, go about evaluating? Uh, some coaches come in and they don't want to know. You know, they almost want a clean slate and they don't want to spend too much time. Uh, obviously, you got to kind of find out what you have. How, how has that process been? Do you – do you go back and, and, and look at games and look at stats and, and what's the and, – because you got to do all this on the fly in a sense. What, what is that evaluation of the current Baylor team been like? Well, you know, it's obviously challenging. Um, and it's not as challenging for the guys that have a little bit of a track record and, and history and we've been able to watch them play and on, on video or we've been there in person and seen them and know what they are and know what they can do. The, the bigger challenge are the guys that maybe, you know, uh, weren't playing as much or they're on the roster and we're trying to evaluate, you know, 
them and their and their scholarship situation and you know what they're going to bring to the table down the road are they healthy you know not having a history of you know injury and and that sort of thing and then the same goes for the guys that were committed to the program and all while you're trying to be fair and be a good person to the program and and to the kids and the families you know you're you're sitting there going okay we got to we still got to get better you know we're we're constantly striving to get better so you know, a challenge to, to do all that. But, yeah, I think it's a, a combination of conversation. I think it's a conversation of vetting them with people they've been around in their past. I think it's, a, a you know, a process of evaluating their numbers and video if we have it um, and then trying to make the best decisions we can in a short amount of time. What is your uh, Zach Dillon joining us, Matt Mosley show? Your overall hitting philosophy. I I go back to uh, the old days of the Rangers, like Rudy Jaramillo, who used to be the you know see ball hit ball kind of keep it real basic yeah. kind of thing. Um, and and I've watched some you know some really good ones over the years. How did you form your philosophy? Obviously, your last year at Baylor, I think you led the conference in average walks, and so you had a tremendous playing career um who would you say had the biggest impact on your philosophy and 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 how have you kind of evolved in that area over the years well yeah i mean i was fortunate to be around a a lot of great baseball people growing up in in south florida uh give a lot of credit to my high school coach iowa who i thought was you know a really elite high school coach looking back on it um and then, you know, having the, being fortunate to be around, you know, Steve Smith and, and Mitch Thompson and Hoot John again and Chris Berry and, and then in my coaching career being around, you know, really elite people as well. You know, some of the names I just mentioned along with John Cohen and Butch Thompson, Nick Mangione and, and Jack Dom and Ryan Brownlee, um, guys that just have a, a history of success in Division One college baseball, you know, have evolved i guess my opinion of of team offense but really i you know being a hitting coach is different than being a a team offensive coach you know as a team offense we're trying to score runs and win ball games as a hitting coach we might be evaluating plan and approach and rhythm and timing and and then we're evaluating swing path and and i i believe fundamentally hitting coaches the, the best ones are the ones that free their guys up the most and and get them on time with the guy's best fastball more often, you know, and then off of the fastball, we can work and evaluate, you know, secondary pitches um, and trust our eyes and our hands to be able to stay in the big part of the field with, with soft stuff. But I think the best, you know, team offensive coaches can teach plan against certain types of arms and to where there's a really simple strategic game plan against a pitching type that allows our bats to be more competitive, which leads to more base runners, which leads to more runs. And I, and I think, you know, that would be a strength of, of mine is being able to identify what we need to try to do off a certain type of arm and be able to share a plan with those guys. You know, most of the kids that are playing at our level have paid somebody $50 an hour or $50 a half hour to teach them how to swing for their whole lives. You know, we need to teach them how to hit, you know, so – uh, within within an offensive game plan, uh, and and you see a lot of guys that really have great swings, but the really great hitters while we're out here watching are few and far between. So and I think some of that is timing and rhythm in the box. I think a lot of it has to do with being able to identify pitches, you know, 
And some guys have a knack to do that. And it's, it's not a real teachable skill. Um, but I think given a good plan, I think a lot of guys have a chance to have success. So, and that plan is ever evolving and ever changing based on what a guy's arsenal is that, that we're facing. So, um, you know, I think, I think to keep it simple, you know, <laughs> teach a good swing that's workable on, on velocity. Okay. And then, make sure we're practicing and teaching in a way that is game-like and we're able to put guys in an environment that's challenging in practice, similar to game where there's always a decision to be made, whether we're taking a pitch or swinging at a pitch. I think too many times in our game for a long time, you know, that we, we throw the 50 mile an hour BP and we think that's, you know, equating to game and it's not. So I think that there's a place for that and building a swing, but there's not a place for that as far as training a hitter to hit in game and and with a guy that's trying to get him out with multiple locations and speeds. So I think the training component of that can help, you know, and having a plan how we practice, but, but then really being able to identify in a ball game, you know, at a moment's notice what we're trying to do, you know, with our swing in that particular moment. Is it still kind of surreal to you uh, that, you're coming back to where you played and then you're going to play for one of your former coach or you're going to coach under one of your former coaches. Now, obviously you were with him at MCC uh, with Mitch, but Zach, isn't it crazy in life? We don't always get chances to like come back home or do something like this. This has to be extremely special to you. And I, I would imagine there were only a few situations you would have accepted. And this happened to be one of those. Yeah, it's it's certainly special, um, and and quite honestly, you're exactly right. Uh, it's for the right, it's for the right put, it's for the right person first and foremost. It's for the right place for me, um, and it's it's something that that means a lot to all of us. So, you know, I I, I know this. We're going to work hard at it, and we're gonna we're gonna give it our best go. And I think our best go is gonna be really good. So, you know, I think that's where we're at with it right now. Um, but yeah, to, to get back to your question extremely grateful extremely excited um and just look forward to being on campus there here in about a month and getting going with our first team um you know and that's that's really why we do this is to be around young people and help them grow and develop and the young you know great young people and and good fathers and husbands and hopefully really good players for us so you know that that's really i know on our staff that's why all the guys do it um and that's that's hopefully what we're going to build, and we're going to build hopefully a great culture, championship culture, and where everything matters, and all and, you know, all the little things add up to to something big. So that's what we're looking forward to. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I couldn't be more excited to be there. Is Mitch any different than the last time you coached with him? Is there anything you're noticing about Mitch that? you feel like he's changed at all or is it the same Mitch you remember back from the, the early two thousands? Well, Mitch has always been really, really good in whatever role he's been in. I think, I think where I've seen him evolve as a head coach is really, really how to develop a team from the front end of the year to the back end of the year. And his teams, you know, have always seemed to, to just get better and better as the year goes on. And and there's a method to that, you know. He's tough on them early, and but he's always surrounded himself with assistant coaches that he knows are going to be able to pick the guys up and 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 carry the team forward 
and he's able to be kind of the bad cop for a while <laughs> to get what he wants out of him, you know, and I think there's really something to that, and he cares a whole lot, you know, and he cares a whole lot about the small things, and he's not going to let stuff go. There's going to be a there's going to be a strong level of accountability on the field and off the field. So, I, you know, I think when you've got that going and, and all of a sudden that guy lets off, the, lets off the gas a little bit as far as, like, his, his demeanor with the players and it's like, hey, go get him, boys. You know, I think the teams tend to take off at the end and he's, he's just got a really good feel for that. And I think he's developed that over his nine years at MCC. Um, but I think he probably always had it. You know, he just needed the opportunity to go show – so he knew how to do it. Um, but I think that's something I've identified with him that's been special. I think it's really hard day in and day out to just hold kids to that level of accountability too, you know, and that's that's something that all of us in life wish we could be a little more disciplined. Um, when you're trying to wrangle in 35 young people, you know, 18 to 23 years old and, and get them to do what you want them to do every day, you know, and do it the right way, you know, you got to really be on them and you got to stay yeah. on them and you got to, you got to stay true to your word. And I think he's that guy for sure. Well, and if you don't um, now, which you didn't have when you were playing, they can go right in the portal and be in another program <laughs> uh, in, in a heartbeat. So that, I think that even adds a whole nother layer. Well, it's uh, I'll let that. Oh yeah. Well, it was uh, fun to get to visit with you. That five tool. I see some of the things on uh, Twitter, of course, I only see the highlights for guys. I only see like the you know the the, the long home runs. It's like we never we never right. see any failure. You only see the great That's home right. runs and great plays. But you're getting right. to be there and and kind of see it all. And by the way, I know you're looking at players that have been injured and all. Let me put in a plug for the man from Kaufman. Okay, that's my hometown. Uh, I won't even say okay. his name, but he can flat out hit the ball. But I do. He's been banged up a little bit. But my goodness. Uh, with your tutelage and your help, uh, um, he could send a few balls out of that ballpark. Okay, so that's the last. I, pre- that's the, I appreciate that's the, it. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> that's the last time I'll lobby for anybody, but I, I thought there I would say that. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, Zach. Right. I'll keep coming back for more. <laughs> that's right. If I miss, you're done with me. I get it. I, I think that's, that's right. fair. Yeah, that's how this works. So. That's exactly uh, right. The ta- talent acquisition business. That's right. Well, uh, it's uh, it, I'm very excited for you, Zach. Great to see a player a lot of us love watching over the years and can't wait to see you in person. And congratulations. And, um, and, and man, just have a have a great time out there on the road, but uh, we're, we're glad to see you back on campus. Thanks for having me on, Matt. I'm excited. You bet. There he goes, Zach Dillon, uh, back with the Baylor Bears, longtime player, all Big 12, led the uh, conference in average walks, had a some kind of insane average, trying to think back to what it was like. Oh, geez, he hit, uh, but he had 494 on base percentage his senior year at Baylor that would have been about 2006 so he would have been on that team that went to the College World Series in 2005 and now he is back with the Baylor Bears as the uh, as the hitting coach and boy he's uh, he's got huge responsibilities in recruiting and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch